This is Amanda Johnson back with episode five of Being Inspired Radio. And I am actually feeling and noticing a lot of energy and excitement around today's topic. The topic today has been swirling around my consciousness, um, showing up in all sorts of ways over the past few days, past week, and I continue to be surprised, even though I don't need to be, how each week in preparation for this show, something makes itself known to me, a theme, an idea, something that asks me to focus on it or pay attention to it. And I'm not unique. I'm not special. Um, that can happen and probably does happen to many of us. And you may be familiar with what that feels like. And if you're not, all I can say is it's not a magic trick. It's just staying open to the messages around you, to the synchronicities to those things that just keep showing up for, quote-unquote, some reason. So as I pay attention to these things, I start to notice patterns, I start to notice themes. And for this week, what has been making itself very apparent to me is this concept or this idea of stillness of slowing down and striking a balance. So I don't remember the exact order of things, but a few of the ways this made itself known to me over the past few days. One is I was in Minneapolis visiting some family and friends last week, and my boyfriend and I were going for a walk and he pointed out to me, he called to get my attention and pointed out to me this enormous turtle, at least enormous for my definition of a turtle I would expect to see walking across a path in the middle of a park. This thing was at least two to three feet long from you know, nose to tail. Its shell was at least a foot wide and 
maybe 18 inches long. And I just, I had never seen a turtle of that size just walking across a path in the middle of a park. And I took many pictures and I really took it in as a sign, as a message for me from the universe, from the divine. And sure enough, the spirit animal guide would say that the turtle represents a reminder to slow down, a reminder to trust the process, to take things one step at a time. So I received that message. I also was receiving messages. I pay attention to numbers. Now look, I've never studied spirit animals. I have not studied numerology or angel numbers, as some people call it. But I'm fascinated. I'm curious. And as I heard these women say actually just a few days ago, it sometimes makes life a little more fun and it brings a little more joy into my life to pay attention to these things and then to see what they might mean. And so whether or not it is uh, something that you believe in as truth or perhaps you see it more as a metaphor, for me, I enjoy, I enjoy seeing what it might mean. And oftentimes I do see it as a metaphor for my life. And so another one of these signs that I've been seeing recently is the series of numbers, a sequence of numbers, one, two, three, four. I'll check my phone, I'll look at a clock, and it will be 1234, or maybe 234, or 123. Or the mileage on my dashboard will have that number sequence. And that has also been showing up over the last few days more than usual. And when I looked up the meaning of that, again, it often is reminding us to take the next step and then the next step, putting one foot in front of the other. The other ways this has showed up for me is I'm reading a book right now called Sacred Success, and I'm really enjoying it. And she has, as part of her process for experiencing or achieving sacred success is that the stage two, we we go through various stages and stage two is all about reflective surrender. And as I read that chapter just a few days ago, it became clear that the message of this chapter is to be in the stillness. And she introduced a Buddhist word to me Sunyata, which literally means the value of the void. So where have I been and where am I valuing the void, the stillness? Now, as I look at my life and my journey, I've been doing that actually for quite some time. She shared in the book how she took an eight or nine month sabbatical, which is when she really practiced this reflective surrender and as for those of you who know my journey and know my story you know that I've now been on a quote-unquote sabbatical for nearly two years Um, but what this chapter reminded me was that it's in those two years I have not always been practicing stillness or reflective surrender I have at times and then other times I have become distracted with the busyness of things. 
Over the course of those two years, there were times where I felt a deep peace at being in surrender and being in stillness. And then there were moments where my ego really started shouting and making it very clear to me that this was not okay, that I was being lazy, that I wasn't working hard enough. And as I was reading this chapter, I was reflecting on this these themes over the course of these last couple of years and how they've been showing up in my life and how they continue to show up in my life. And then the other clue, the other message that made itself so known to me recently um, and that was then really brought to my awareness through meditation is this another Sanskrit word that I learned from my yoga instructor which is stira sukha. It's two words, stira sukha. And when I learned about it, we were discussing how in yoga there is this polarity. There is this, um, there is a pushing and a you know giving at this happening at the same time. When we were discussing it in class, we used the words there is an effort and an ease. When I looked this word up, stira sukha, to get a better understanding of it for myself, I landed on an article, a yoga article that discussed this idea, this concept in yoga, and then of course how that translates into our life. And it's the the words where they the, their translation is actually steadiness and ease. So the word effort wasn't necessarily chosen, but there's a a similar flavor. There is this steadiness. There is this discipline. There is this engagement. There is action taking place in the body when we are still in a pose, in a posture, in yoga. So in our postures, in our asanas, in yoga, we we are asked to both be steady and engaged and find some ease, find some relaxation. And it's just so cool to me that this alone, this is a huge metaphor for life. And so as I was sitting in meditation, um, both yesterday and today, it is actually through those quiet times that all of this became clear to me and all of this came to make sense to me in some way. Now, as I was meditating today, the other thing that was coming up for me is how some of us feel like we don't have time. And I know I have certainly felt and still at times feel like I don't have the time. Although let me rephrase that. I have in the past felt like I don't have time to get still, to experience the void. And yet, it is by doing that, that I have noticed just how false the idea of time being elusive or time running out or time being something out there is. The quieter I have become, And the more time I have taken to be still, the more time I seem to have. 
time expands because I am becoming more and more aware that I am time. It is not something out there. Now, yes, there are clocks that represent a unit, a measurement of the sun and the rotation of the earth in, you know, in relation to the sun so that there are days and weeks and months and years. And yes, we are constantly evolving and changing through this external thing called time. But as I have gotten clearer on what time really is and become steadier in my practice of stillness, I do not find myself saying things like, I don't have time to, or feeling rushed for something. So that's a side note of sorts, but I just wanted to present that because I think so often when we hear people talking about getting still and being quiet and carving out that time and to do that, to slow down, one of our first reactions is, I don't have time to slow down. (laughs) Well, that actually invites you to slow down even more. So these are all of the ideas that have been floating around and have the messages that have been come, being brought to my attention. And so as I sat in meditation, these are the things that have, that have made, started to make sense to me. Now, the other point I want to make here is I don't only meditate. Meditation is a part of my practice. I also read a lot and I do yoga and I do these other things in life so that I'm constantly opening myself to new ideas, new information. And it's then in the meditation that these things can start to land, if you will, that the divine can speak to me and through me and start to make sense of all of these ideas and concepts and visions and things that my brain has been acquiring. And so as we look at this, the, the balance, so we're looking at this overall idea of slowing down and being still and how there is a balance to that. And the way that this is now making sense to me is by looking at the metaphor of yoga, of stira sukha. So when we start practicing slowing down, it may feel like we're lazy. It may feel like we aren't doing anything. And here's some caution. That may be true. So if we look at the two words, stira, sukha, steadiness and ease, some of us are going to be more naturally inclined towards one or the other is my opinion and what I have seen in my own life. And it may not be that we are inclined towards one or the other always, but at certain times in our life, we may have an inclination towards more steadiness, towards more discipline, or we may find ourselves leaning into ease and relaxation more easily. So what I want to think about today, what I want to inspire each of us to pay attention to today is where are we in that balance? 
if you imagine there's a scale in front of you and on one side is stira, steadiness, discipline. On the other side is sukha, ease, relaxation, the exact opposite of suffering. So you have your scale with both sides. And what is becoming clear to me is that life is about striking a balance. And it's not that we will find the balance and it will stay there. And that's not, in my opinion, the goal. I don't know if we are looking to strike the balance and expect it to stay there forever. But it's more like a teeter-totter of sorts. We're we're going to constantly be going back and forth, maybe adding a little more stira, and then maybe we need to add a little more sukha as we continue to find that harmony, that balance. But sometimes it may mean that we go hours or days or weeks, maybe even months, with a little more sukha, a little more ease. And then we may need to balance it out with a little more stira, a little more steadiness or discipline. I was thinking about this and how we do this in yoga. There are poses in yoga, which, by the way, just again to bring us back to this reminder that stillness does not equate laziness. When in yoga, there are most postures if not all. I'm still learning yoga, so I, I'm, there's so much more for me to learn. But many, if not all, of the asanas are held for a period of time, you know, five or ten breaths, so that we can be still. It's not a cardio workout. It's not running. And I believe the reason, one of the reasons that is, is because there is a lot of strength. There is a lot of benefit to be found in the stillness. Now, when I first did yoga, I used those moments of forward bends, of flopping over and breathing five times to fully relax my body and just hang out. And it wasn't until I had really good instructors who knew what they were doing remind me that there is still engagement happening. I'm not just flopping over. I am engaging my muscles. My legs are strong. My abs are pulled in. I am fully engaged. And at the same time, I am still. To me, this is a beautiful metaphor of when we find our reflective surrender in life, when we find those quiet moments or when we take time to be in the void whether that is two minutes or two hours or two weeks, we are still engaged. We are still strengthening our muscles and tightening here or pulling in there. That is the stira, the steadiness, the discipline of being in stillness. Equally, we are finding our sukha, the ease of it. So when I'm in my forward bend, or maybe there's a different pose I'm in, I am noticing where I have engagement and where can I let go. So do I need to relax my shoulders? Do I need to relax my neck? 
So not my entire body is rigid and flexed, but certain muscles are engaged and certain muscles are at ease. This to me is the ongoing balance that we are striking. And as I said before, it may not always be even. There are certain poses in yoga where we actually need more ease than engagement or steadiness and vice versa. So to me, this is a beautiful metaphor, taking it from yoga, applying it even in meditation. I noticed as I sat in meditation today, there were moments, and I have had this happen in the past, where I start to fall asleep. Well, to me, sukha, ease, when we are in balance, the idea of stillness, rather, when we are in balance between stira and sukha, we are not sleeping We are not sleepwalking through life when we take it slowly. When we slow down, we are still awake. So as I noticed myself drifting off a bit, what came to mind was I may be experiencing too much sukha, too much ease, and I need to bring in a little bit more steadiness. So I brought in a bit more focus, a bit more attention to my breath then this can translate into our lives and that is how we each can be applying it right now. Where in my life am I a little too at ease? And what I started noticing as all of these signs and messages brought themselves to me, made themselves known to me, is that I have had quite a period of stillness and and slowing down, and taking things one step at a time. And to me, that is critical. And to me, it is a message that many of us need to be reminded of time and time again. And I'm seeing it in my world where women and friends of mine are reflecting back to me just how important that is. But nonetheless, as I started to explore this idea of balance, I'm looking to see Am I balancing out my ease, my surrender with my steadiness and my discipline? And so now I'm noticing myself focusing a bit more on the steadiness, the stira, the discipline of my life. The author of Sacred Success, she mentions this as disciplined action. And again, it is a balance between disciplined action and reflective surrender. And so that's, it's, it's this ongoing negotiation. Where do I need a little bit more ease? Where do I need a little bit more discipline? And we make adjustments and we keep making adjustments. And there is loads of compassion that I am practicing as I think possibly I'm experiencing a little more ease right now. I need to, I need to up, I need to up the discipline. I need to up the steadiness ever so slightly. And I'm going to play with that. I'm going to experiment with that. It's like cooking. We might add a dash of this and then no, we taste it. It's a little too salty. Let's add in a little bit of something else to mild that out. So be compassionate with yourself is what I feel like I need to remind us. Be compassionate with yourself as you get curious. Am I in need of a little rebalancing 
at this moment in my life? And if so, which of these two do I need to bring in a little more of, or do I need to dial back on? Okay. So again, thinking of this, it's an ongoing negotiation, an ongoing dance, an ongoing partnership. Now, this is what is so powerful to me about slowing down, being in the stillness. And again, we're not ever going to just throw one out the window. We're always going to be juggling the two. But as I sat in deep meditation, I took 30 minutes before this call, before this show, to to sit in quietude. And at the end of it, as I have in the previous shows, I drew a goddess oracle card by Doreen Virtue. And again, as it has happened in the past, as I shuffled, a card stuck out and I tried to push it back and it jumped out again. I tell you, I'm stubborn and I don't seem to learn very quickly at times. But the divine is always smarter than I am and louder than I am when I am quiet. And this is the point I want to make before I share with you the card that wanted to be made known today. The divine is not going to compete for our attention. So in order to hear it, we need to be quiet and we need to get quiet. And again, if you want to use that as a literal truth or a metaphor in your life, I invite you to do either. Now, sometimes people will say the divine will get our attention eventually. But personally, I don't want to wait for the crash and burn. So I am proactively, (laughs) preemptively allowing myself to hear what the divine has to say. And so you might find that to be true for you as well and something that you too are interested in doing. So the card that needed to be shared today, and I smiled and I kissed it when I read it, is the goddess Unag. Her phrase, easy does it. And her message to us, there is no need to hurry or force things to happen. Everything is occurring in perfect timing. And so it is. I don't think a more perfect card could have fallen out of the deck for us today after we talked about slowing down, being in the stillness, and then looking for how to strike the balance between stira and sukha, between steadiness and discipline and ease and relaxation on an ongoing basis. And I also felt called to say that this show is going through its own version of finding this balance. I started it with this intention to be full of ease for myself, for you. And I'm now noticing how I am desiring to bring in a little bit more steadiness, a bit more disciplined action. And so I'm getting excited about 
moving this show and publishing it on iTunes, you can still access it here on Spreaker and I will be publishing it on iTunes. And I'm getting excited to bring in other inspiring people to join me in these um, these dialogues and conversations about inspiration and how we are already good and whole as we are and tapping into that more and more. So if you haven't already, I invite you to follow me. You can do that through Spreaker. There's also an app if you're finding that the um, mobile interface isn't suiting you. So you can follow me so you're notified of each of my weekly episodes. And then I, of course, will be making more announcements as I get onto iTunes and etc. for you to continue to interact with me in this way. And so this is how my current experiment of finding a little bit more steadiness and discipline is showing up even with this radio show. So that is what I have for you all today. I am so grateful that you drop in with me and see what is inspired within you based on these lessons and messages and signs that I am receiving and therefore channeling through to all of you, my listeners. Thank you so much. I wish you a blessed day where you can continue to deepen in to your true self and remember exactly who you truly are. Pieces of the brokenness inside